Hi, this is Vernon Kay and welcome to the England Rugby Podcast with O2 Inside Line, where we take you behind the scenes with exclusive England Rugby Chat. Today we're joined by England's women's colourful open side flanker. I'd like to be a surgeon. That's never going to happen. <laughs> but, you know, like, I just think it'd be good. Yes, we get the inside line on Marley Packer. My first love's 15s and to to play at the best I can and be the best seven in the world is what I always aim to be. So um, I'll to get, take setbacks in a way, but it doesn't define me as a player or even a person. Elliot Daly lays down his three tracks. Hello by Adele. That's a good one. Yeah. Hello. And, and why is it significant? Well, I sang it after my first cap, but I basically forgot my usual go-to song and just decided to sing that. Plus, Abby Scott tells us her rugby journey. I got the England call-up whilst I was at uni, and I got a call from Graham Smith whilst I think I was in the library at uni, which wasn't often. I said, well, I'm going to play Bournemouth Sevens this weekend. He said, no, you're not. So here's how I got on when I met up with England's Marley Packer. Can you remember the first time you stood in a line and sang the national anthem? Yes. Where was it and how were you feeling? It was a long, long time ago now. So I was playing for the under-19s. We were playing against Canada at RAF Holton. And, yeah, I can never, like, say in the first, like, bit. We've been practising mine for a good week running into this game. I got, I got practising for the game or for the national anthem? National anthem, not the game. <laughs> <laughs> the game comes natural. That's hilarious. So, so you do that. So, like, we did sing it as a team once and then, like, the rest of the time, like, in my room or, like, with my buddy, arm in arm. But... Um... I got, I got. You actually practised <laughs> yeah, the whole yeah, thing. Yeah, because, like, you can't sing it wrong, can you? No. And then if you did sing it wrong, then you there's forfeits that are, like even worse so um yeah and then like I think I got the first two words out then cried a bit then sung the rest of it and yeah I've got to say it's one of the proudest days of my life but then it just gets better and better so then I think when you step out of Twickenham and you're singing it and then you've got the fans singing it back at you you can't hear yourself anymore and I've got quite a loud voice so <laughs> it's like wow so yeah no it's pretty special I think that must be one of those I've made it moments right when you stood there in front of family friends the world your home country, just th- singing your national anthem. Yeah, I think so, definitely. I don't know whether it's I've made it moment. It's just it's just so surreal. Like, it, it's just a really proud moment. And, like, sometimes in crowds you can't, like, obviously in the women's crowd there's a lot less people, so you can see your family or your mum. And she's got that sparkle in her eye and you just know, like, she's dead proud of you and that makes me proud of what I do and love doing so. Because yeah, you're fine. also a plumber, right? Yes, <laughs> I am. So I've been plumbing now. I, the company I worked for for f- nearly five years. Um, I've been plumbing for, I think, nearly nine. So, yeah, no, I love it. It's it's hard work, but it's it goes with rugby kind of thing. So, like, I can turn up at a job and my notes say one thing and it's a completely different scenario. A bit like on the pitch, you can do all the analysis you can, turn up and they've decided to do a total different game plan. So I love the fact that you've used plumbing as a <laughs> rugby analogy. <laughs> well, yeah, anything can happen. Um, yeah, really can. It's not the boiler, it's the system. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Um, so, yeah, like, it, it's good like that. And then, like, you you meet like for my job so we do um I don't just stay on like a site or I go to lots of different houses in a day so there's a lot of people skills involved I get elderly people to disabled to young people to just people that just don't know anything about plumbing and 
like it really scares them and other people that are just like yeah just let you get on with it and whatever kind of thing so it, it is it's great and i think like i work in a team and there's banter so you've got all those things and it's exactly the same with rugby there's banter like you get all different types of people um so yeah okay well let, let me tell you let me ask you about uh, house guest etiquette Right, All right. Okay. So you you said there that you've been to many houses. Yeah. Lots of different people have been the residents of those houses. Is it etiquette when you rock up to say, "Hi, there's me boiler. Would you like a brew?" Do you know? Because I, say, I always offer whoever's coming a cup of tea, or um, my missus yeah. will put on a full sandwich spread <laughs> for whoever's coming round. Right. Well, it's unbelievable. Where do you live? <laughs> yeah. Give I'll me a card tomorrow. Oh, we've had some plumbers in our time. I'm telling you, we've wasted so much money on dodgy plumbers. You're more than welcome to come and have a look at our system. <laughs> come, and have, come and have a look at our plumbing. Uh, but but surely to ask a plum, you know, like yourself, you walk in, you want a cup of tea or a drink? Yeah. Do you want a drink? Yeah, definitely. Um, or do you just like being I'm, left to it? It depends. Like sometimes you have people that come in and um, they're a bit edgy because I'm a lady plumber as well. It turns up, so they're not. So they go, they, they watch her. Other people be like, "Oh, it's lovely to have a lady and like love it." Like it's it, it, it's great, but like um, with a cup of tea scenario, sometimes they offer, sometimes they don't, and sometimes they offer, but you just know you don't want one from that address. So <laughs> <laughs> it's like, no, you're okay. Thank you very much. Did you keep your water in your kettle? <laughs> hilarious yeah there's just some you just like no i'm good thank you uh, so when you're in camp with with the girls with the gang uh obviously it must be like home from home now yeah. for you what's the one thing that you do when you come to the team hotel or when you're packing your bag do you have a routine for um, your england trips i wouldn't say a routine so it depends i try and stay to like the same roomies um alex, Who is Math- your roomie? alex matthew is my roomie for uh, many years until uh she stayed at sevens and i went back across to 15s so now i've got katie daly mclean which she lost her roomie to sevens as well which is scars so it quite fitted all right but my routine is that i like to have the bed which is usually near the window because there's more space than uh, the one next to the wall you can create your own alcohol yeah like it's my my little area um I'm quite specific. Like I like to put like my toiletries or like a bit of makeup or whatever I need on like the table that's near the mirror, and then yeah, that's that's my area kind of thing. Have you ever been with a snorer? Um, as a roommate? No, I haven't actually. Are you no. the? I think you're the kind of person that would say. Yeah. Oh yeah, no, I'd punch him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like usually the beds, like because we like stay in like twin rooms, like beds aren't usually that far apart, and so like sometimes like you can roll over and you look and like they're like. <laughs> Not like an arm's throw away. He did that, I'd give him a good slap. <laughs> Hi, I'm Sarah Byrne, and you're listening to the England Rugby Podcast with O2 Inside Line. Available on Apple Podcasts, Acast, Spotify, TuneIn, Deezer, and Google Play. We'll be back with our main interview shortly, but first, how did Elliot Daly get on when musing his favourite musical moments? All right, here we are with Elliot Daly. Elliot, three tunes that have been significant in your life so far? What's the first one you're going to pick? Um, steps 5, 6, 7, 8. Oh, my goodness me. Popular decision. Oh, my goodness me. Why? Um, first song I ever bought, actually. Oh, really? Oh, that's 99p okay. at a boot sale. Right. And yeah. anything, was it like a school disco that got that tune in your head? or? I think it was just, they were big at the time, and I thought I was cool buying it, but then realised I wasn't, if I'm honest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, second track, let's move swiftly on. Hello by Adele. That's a good one. Yeah. Hello. And, and why is it significant? Well, I sang it after my first cap, but I basically forgot my usual go-to song. 
um, and just decided to sing that. It's a tough, tough. Yeah, one to it was. It, it, the crowd didn't like it. There wasn't much crowd participation in it. I'll tell you that. No. Uh, if you were to to go back uh, to your first cap song, would you? You said you'd change it. Which which one would you pick? I'd go "Broken Strings" by Nelly Furtado and James Morrison. Wow. Okay. Another obscure one. Yeah. All right. Third track, Elliot. Um, "Bromance" by Avicii. Very good. God rest his soul. I, I actually listened to him before that song before every game. Are you, are you a dance music fan? I am. I do like a bit of house music. Yeah. Um, don't tell James Haskell though. No, no. I'm just going to say. send me his back row beats or something. Uh, yeah. Part two. <laughs> yeah. If it's got commissioned. No, he'll, so. he'll phone you up and say, listen, done a new mix. Yeah. Gonna cost you. What do you think about it? About Wanna pay? <laughs> you always tell you, what do you think What do you think about my SoundCloud? I was like, yeah, I don't listen to your SoundCloud. Yeah. You can keep texting me if you want. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Elliot, thank you very much. Thank you very much. Back now to the second part of my chat with Marley Packer. When did you first get into rugby? How old um, were you? You were young, right? Yeah, about five, six. Um, how, how does a five or six-year-old so stumble across a rugby ball? I don't really know either. Um, so uh, a friend took me. Uh, my mum thought I was going to watch, so she dressed me in like this pair of jeans in this like this f- red top, which had frills on the arms, and I hated it. Anyway, um, come back from this session, um, she didn't realise I was playing. Um, absolutely caked in mud. The top went in a bin. Result. <laughs> <laughs> and then I've just never quit from then. So I played mini and juniors through Ivor Barbarians, and then when it did under 16s their women's. And then when uh, that happened, they didn't have a ladies' side at the time. So then I went moved across to Bath, played for Bath for two seasons. And you said that with the best Bath accent. <laughs> moved across to Bath. Bath. <laughs> uh, yeah, I went across to play Bath for a couple of seasons, but we couldn't make it to the Prem. Um, so to keep going forward in my England career, I then moved across to Bristol, which were in the Premiership, and then played for Bristol for a few years before moving up to London. And you enjoy it in London, in the Big Smoke? Yeah, I really enjoyed it in the Big Smoke up here. Um, Picked up a sevens contract, so I did that for a few years. Um, Loved that, but obviously I didn't make the cut for Rio, which was gutting and made me evaluate life a little bit, which... Which was great. Um, was that a setback or a step forward? Obviously, it was a setback. It was a massive disappointment. Yeah. But then I think there was a few reasons why um, I kind of, yeah, I kind of fell out of flavour a little bit and maybe my rugby wasn't what the coach was looking for at the time. So I didn't get into the tournaments running into Rio. Then obviously not being selected, you kind of look and evaluate a bit mm. about what's going on. And I kind of thought, well... I don't own a house, like I I work as a plumber, like that's kind of it. So then I decided to buy a house in Bristol and it was like a throwback to like the 70s. So I completely gutted that myself. Did it have an avocado bathroom? (laughs) No, it had a pink one actually. Oh, wow. (laughs) had a pink bathroom. Pink and avocado run parallel, don't they? had a pink bathroom. It was throwback to like the 70s and then like, you know, like the stone wallpaper at the, uh, the fireplace. And yeah, it was just awful. Like the circle carpet all the way through, yeah. So all I got ripped out, um, did it all up myself and yeah, no, really good. And I obviously got fully contracted for the 15s into the World Cup. And then this season I've gone back to working and living in Bristol. So it's been great. And yeah, so off the field stuff, maybe it was good for me because I managed to look at myself and evaluate what I wanted. But I know you feel that you've got the right balance there yeah, rugby yeah. and personal life and Yeah, stuff. massively. And then uh, on the field stuff, it was a setback, but actually like... It's one of those things like that. I'm, it doesn't define me as a player. Like mm. it, it's the players that went were uh, or, like some of them my bestest friends, but they're 
they're there because they're amazing players themselves. And I actually went out to Rio and watched the tournament. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, it was like, to show your support that way. Yeah, like it was, it was, it was really. So it took. It was a week before Rio was about to start, and. My family had all booked tickets because obviously no one knew about selection or that. So they mm. were going out with uh, uh, Mo's parents and Natasha Hunt. And mm-hmm. uh, they were like, are you going to come? You're not going to come? And I was like, oh, mm. like, you're in that little bit. And I, and I just thought, do you know what? I'm just going to do it. Like, it's a ho- like I can treat it as a holiday and actually watch a bit of sevens. And, and also, I, I guess, you know, because you have a wealth of rugby experience, you can also, if needs be, be on the end of the phone for the girls that are in the squad and say, look, just come over and yeah, have a chat. Yeah, definitely. And, and like when I was over there, like they, I know they did like a afternoon like tea at the embassy, um, but I didn't actually go to that because it was like friends and family. But like there, there is that bit that mm. I just needed to disconnect from it. But yeah. like when the games were on, like away, like you, you got the look from the girls and the way of like appreciation there and stuff. And like, a few of the girls text me, um, but it was just like. Day one, because the setup went as three days tournament. Um, so, like, day one and how they played, like, just super proud. Day two as well. And then, like, day three, obviously not getting the bronze to sit in a stand that, like, I you, I could feel and know how they were feeling. Well, not know how they're feeling because, obviously, that's them to their own. But, like, when the game's not going your way but you can't turn it, do you know what mm. I mean? Um, but it was an amazing experience. Um, I wouldn't change it, but... I went on to the 15s contract in the World Cup was Do you mine. think that do you think that disappointment from not being picked for sevens has inspired you or motivated you to be successful in 15s? Yeah, most definitely. Like 15s 15s is my first love. Like when I first ever got selected into the sevens program back in 2013, I was the wild card and that's what my coach said to me and I never expected to ever go to sevens. I went to last sevens World Cup and I absolutely loved it and it's massively changed and shaped me as a rugby player but my first love's 15s and mm. to play at the best I can and be the best seven in the world is what I always aim to be so I to get take setbacks in a way but it doesn't define me as a player or even a person. Let's hear Red Rose's second row Abby Scott's rugby journey. My first rugby memory is probably going along to the club um, with my family and my, my uncle played at the time so it wasn't playing or anything, but I remember as a child being at the club and all the men and the first team were playing these silly games and clapping and shouting and just kind of thinking, what what's going on there? It looks fun, I kind of want to get involved. But my first probably playing memory was going along to Summer Touch at the same club at Keswick, which happened every summer and everyone would get involved from a five-year-old girl to a first team guy to someone's auntie to someone's dad. And you'd get split up into teams, so you'd be all passing amongst each other. So it's just a really kind of family-orientated event. So that's how I first got involved in rugby. I think my favourite memory as a young player was going on tour with the England under-20s. It was the first year that I'd been selected and we took to California. And that year we had a really successful team, so we actually went out and won the Nations Cup. It was a really strong team, so that was just great to be involved for the first time and see everything going on around me and how representative rugby worked. I got the England call-up initially when I was 20, so it was the end of my under-20s year whilst I was at uni and I got a call from Graham Smith whilst I think I was in the library at uni, which wasn't often. And um, he kind of said, oh, we want you involved in the summer tour again, which was out to Utah. I said, well, I'm going to play Bournemouth Sevens this weekend. He said, no, you're not. So I, I didn't go and play Bournemouth Sevens, but unfortunately two weeks later I was playing some kind of touch and I snapped my ACL. 
so I never got to go on that tour so I never got my first cap so I had to wait I think a year and a half got back to fitness played a season in Canada then got another call from him to say you're coming into training camp and then my first cap was against Wales in 2015 Wales away so I was really excited you know first opportunity to go out and do something with what had been a very successful um, England team they just won the World Cup so no pressure we went out and uh, lost against Wales for <laughs> the first time in I think a long long time so that was a bit of a um, an eye-opener a bit of a rude awakening but yeah I loved it as a player I'd say I've definitely got that thinking side of me I have to if I'm part of calling a line out if I'm in that role then you obviously have to have that that side where you're thinking a lot more about the game and before the game and your analysis and your prep but then when it comes down to it on the pitch you've just got to do that graft as well so I'm not I'll never shy away from that I will try and be as direct as I can and I like that challenge I love that competitiveness I'm so competitive so I, fi I take it as a real personal challenge me and my opposite number and I'm always looking to get the better out of them Thanks for that Abby. Remember to subscribe to the England Rugby Podcast through Aircast or iTunes for all previous episodes which include interviews with Johnny May, Elliot Daly, Dan Cole and many more. Now for the final part of my chat with Marley Packer. Now you must have a busy weekly day-to-day -day schedule, monthly even, being, yeah. having a full-time <laughs> job, also uh, being a professional <laughs> rugby player as well. How do you relax? What do you do hobby-wise? Um, I find it hard sometimes because... It's, either, it's just go, go, go. Um, so after we got back from New Zealand last year, uh, I bought a hot tub. Oh, hang on. Hang on. I don't think I have the hot tub questions no, no. with me. Uh, it's like that, is it? So um, so my housemate is Poppy Cleo as well. So, uh, yeah, so occasionally we like get back from training or something when the sun's out or even in the evening, it's just nice to get in there and have a beer and unwind. Maximum number of guests you've had in the hot tub? Five, six. So it's not a massive one. How many is it supposed to have in it? Uh, like four. Okay. When was last time you were in it? I don't know, about a month ago. Who cleans it? Me. Oh. <laughs> no. Oh. It's not too bad. Man, though. you've been a plumber. I bet you've seen yeah, some sights. Yeah, and there's some much worse sights in my hot tub. Let's I put it a, like that. I used, to be, I used to be a caretaker as well in Bolton. Oh, okay. So uh, I've had. Uh, I've I seen, bet you found some. Yeah, horrendous I've seen, I've seen stuff some stuff. And also, I used to clean uh, changing rooms on Sunday League football pitches. Oh. So yeah, it, it, it's not very nice. So we. we so share. how did you go from that to this? It's your interview, not mine. Oh, sorry, sorry. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell you when we've finished. <laughs> Uh, uh, what's your motivation? I know it's a dead, boring sporting question, but I always like to find out what keeps people going. I think for me now, like obviously the first year after the World Cup cycle, there's a lot of hiffs and haws and we're going. Um, Six Nations, obviously, we didn't get the win like we wanted. It, 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 let me ask you about it. Is that a disappointment that's sat on a few shoulders or has that disappeared now? For me, it's World Cup final. We lost that to the better team on the day. But any other time, I think we could have beat New Zealand. Mm. Um, whereas France, we missed four opportunities, which normally we nail. Like our, our line out is what we call our X factor. And mm. our, there was a lot of this when we were watching. Yeah, yeah, there was Hand a lot down of that. The <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, and then there was a lot of that in my head when uh, we were playing the game. Just, just, a, just a couple of things just didn't go right for us. But it was, it was either 
an individual error in part or a miscommunication, like especially in the units well, as, as a team, forwards. you never really palm it off as an individual uh, error. Really, no, no, you, you would never blame you anyone know. or anything no. like that. As a unit, what we pride ourselves on in our line-out driving, what we do there, and that didn't function as well as what it normally does. So in that then the opportunities that were missed then meant that we didn't get the result we wanted. All right, now, uh, before we let you go, we're going to get you to answer some quick-fire questions. Okay. All right, so good luck. There's only ten. I'm not very good at these sometimes. Here we go. If you could only hear one music track ever again, what would it be and why? UB40, Kiss and Say Goodbye. Why? It's just quite a personal song. um, Okay. And it's one of my dad's favourites. Oh. All right. Uh, What profession other than yours would you like to attempt? Um, I'd like to be a surgeon. That's never going to happen. <laughs> but, you know, like, I just think it'd be good. <laughs> yeah. That shocked everyone listening yeah. to this. They've just pulled out their ear pods and gone, she wants to be a surgeon. I just but, think it'd be quite cool. Yeah, but you, I guess, you know, from uh, home plumbing to physical plumbing. Plumbing, yeah. Uh, what's your favourite place on earth? Favourite place on earth? That's another tough one. Hot tub. Hot tub, yeah, we go hot tub. Who would play you in a movie? Um, Tom Hardy. Can I pick a boy? Is that right? Of course you can. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I don't think I'm a boy, but I just think, like, he's, like, he's the man. (laughs) And you know know what? Uh, Tom Hardy is probably one of the nicest blokes in showbiz. Everyone seems to say that, like... Genuine, genuine I love a good, like... um, What's it, UK magazine and all like the magazines and everyone says like like nice things about Tom Hardy. Yeah, he's a lovely guy. Uh, what are you scared of? Well, I'd always say pretty much nothing, but when I went to Bali, it seemed to be like lizards in my room and things like that. So like creatures. Because you don't know that if, if, whether they bite you or not, you're going to yeah. get... You're going yeah. to swell up. Yeah, actually, and jellyfish. Anything in the sea I don't really like. Fishes I can deal with, but, like, yeah. <laughs> was was that a, a vacation, a chosen vacation? Or? Yeah, it was, just for a couple of weeks. So it's just nice to switch off from rugby and just chill out a little bit. What did you do when you first got there? Uh, are, you the, are you the kind of person that gets in the room and unpacks first or oh, gets in the room not, and then no. goes out I think the first thing I did was leave my suitcase in the room, went and sunbathed on the beach for a bit, and then... We watched the sunset that first night, so it's good. Lovely. Mm. Are you a sightseeing person or are you a beach person? Um, I think I like to sightsee just because I don't like to go to a country and then have not actually seen it and just stay in like a hotel complex. But then I also do like to just lay by the pool, by the beach and do nothing. So a bit of both is always good. What's the silliest thing you've ever bought? There's quite a few of them, but... Um... I'd probably say my hot tub, actually. <laughs> I love the fact you got a hot tub. That's hilarious. Uh, who and what makes you laugh in the England team? Poppy Cleo does. Izzy Noff Smith was a massive one, but obviously uh, she's retired now. Um, but yeah, and there's quite a few of the girls. What advice would you give your 12-year-old self? Just enjoy what you're doing. And like your mum always said, make a mistake, just learn from it. All right, Marley, thank you very much. Absolute pleasure to meet you. Thank you very much. Lovely to meet you too. Very and much. you'll have to give me that business card because I'm serious about the old, uh, you can run, you could do our plumbing anytime. Okay. There you go, the fantastic Marley Packer. And you can watch Marley and the rest of the Red Roses in action against Canada women this Sunday at Castle Park in Doncaster. Get your tickets to some available, englandrugby.com forward slash tickets. That's all for this week and the England Rugby Podcast with O2 Inside Line. Make sure you subscribe on all the usual England Rugby social channels, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Snapchat. But for now, thank you very much and we'll see you soon.